Just like that, you know what time it is. Another episode of the North-South Podcast. Back on Monday recording again, back on our normal schedule. No special guests this week, just the three amigos back at it. After a hell of a weekend, if I say so myself, with uh, Mr. Zanelli and Mr. Jacobs getting to meet up again. The shorts was missed, but that wedding was something else. Uh, it's the North-South Podcast. It's Jacobs, it's Zanelli, it's the shorts. The shorts. How was your weekend, brother? What would, uh, what happened in uh, the weekend of the shorts? Um, my weekend wasn't very action packed. Just you know, hung around the house for a little bit, which it's it's kind of the first time I've done in a while. But it's oh, always nice when you get to do that for the first. Yeah, time. Yeah, chilled out, bearing the last week and a half of school. Yeah. So we're done here soon. So you know that's exciting, but other no, nothing nothing too big this weekend. Sophomore year coming to a close for the kid. Zanelli, I'd ask how your weekend was, but I know how your weekend was. Yeah, if you if if you want to just dive in to what was going on this weekend, uh, but sure. before you do, yeah, let's hear. I'd just it. like to say congratulations to the Smiths, Austin yes, Desiree. Thank you for allowing me to uh, enjoy your wedding in uh, North Carolina. Nice, nice crispy hot day outside. If and I then that, so yeah, that rain felt good though, didn't it? At the end of the night. Oh yeah, it oh, felt man. lovely. And we were the only the only group dancing on the floor the whole night. Literally, God. dude, that was a hell of a time, man. Um, yeah, my uh, my best friend Austin, my uh, my football nemesis, my hockey buddy, uh, my man got married uh, to the love of his life. And let me just say, my man looked spiffy as all can be. Desiree looked wonderful looked beautiful bride so uh and uh always always uh love a nice emotional uh groom that was fun. yeah dude he lost it it didn't even start and he was bawling i know I love that I I, love it, was, it. it was beautiful dude just it was such a beautiful day it really was a great weekend all together uh you know i got to be a groomsman in his wedding my best friend and uh no best man, but it was nice because, you know, like there was no I mean, I, I did the speech, but there was no added responsibility for for this person or that person. It was just a nice group outing. Uh, Austin's brother came down from New York, a couple of other friends from from the, from North Carolina. Uh, I knew Gray already, one of the other groomsmen, but uh, just a really, really nice time. And uh, Austin's sister as well uh, was a groomsman as well. 
Uh, if you know Sheridan, you'd understand. Uh, she's one of the boys. So uh, she fit in very, very nicely, of course. But it was just so great, man. Like Steve said, Austin was was crying before she even got down the aisle. Before any of us even walked down, he got down there. And, you know, the magnitude of the situation, he was just so, so overjoyed. Um, it was awesome, awesome to see, to stand by his side. You know, I got nice and teary-eyed. And they're, they're just – I think, you know, Steve – in uh in his shout out to Jeremy and Jordan when they got married, you know they are what love love is. That I think the same exact thing can be said about Austin and Desiree. You know they've been together for ten and a half years now, <laughs> so uh, finally, yeah, it's insane. I mean, they truly are like the definition of of soulmates, and uh, it's just uh, it's awesome, man. Not to get too sentimental, but incredible. Now they're excited. honeymooning. Oh yeah, as well deserved too. My man was four beers in by 10 a.m. I'm so fucking excited for him. Hey, uh, all day. Yeah. Don't start in the morning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, Austin, if you are listening, and even if not, it doesn't matter. Congratulations. Um, thank you for letting me give the speech. I was a little uh, little tipsy, but I wasn't too messed up. I think it went, uh, I think it went all right, um, if I say so myself. So, uh, very happy to, uh, to be a part of your special day. And uh, the, I think the, the everlasting image of uh my face when Austin put his finger up my butt in one of the last pictures of the night was uh was pretty incredible as well. So uh, I have record of that. <laughs> it's not not acting either. I was nothing but surprised. So <laughs> with that being said, uh we're recovering. Still a little tired, but we're back and ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll with the North South podcast. So let's jump right into it. NHL NBA, we're both in the finals. We'll just kind of gloss over the NHL real quick. We didn't really, we didn't really get to watch too much sports this weekend. It was kind of crazy back and forth. There was like no service either at uh at the wedding out in the the middle of nowhere. But uh, it was a really good time. And uh, Miami and uh and Denver, we're tied at one. And um, Denver took care of business pretty easily. Game one. Looked like they were going to roll to another victory in game three, in game three, in game two. And um, Miami had a uh, – put their foot down, and they uh, they had something to say. And we're going back to Miami. Miami now has home court tied up at one. Uh, Zanelli, I know we really didn't get to watch too much of it, if, if any at all, but um, maybe some takeaways you, uh, you want to take from the first two games of the series. Um, I honestly did not watch game one at all. Yeah. And I feel bad because, like, I'm honestly almost fully checked out on the NBA because the Sixers yeah. burned me so bad this year. Every year, I just, dude. I know. But I don't know. This one seems a little different. Like, I agree. I agree. I At least the other times they got eliminated, I was still, like, watching the playoff games, like, just curious to see who's going to win what. Um, I did watch game two last night, at least the second half by the time I got home from North Carolina. <laughs> um, Every time in the beginning – Miami had a lead. Denver shut that down real quick. And it seems that Denver was really relying on Nikola Jokic last night. Heavy. And he he got it done. It's just his supporting cast did not help him whatsoever. I heard MPJ was terrible. Oh, he played horrendous. Nice. He is not that good. He's not having a good playoffs. He is not that good. I'm, I'm going to say it now. Okay. 
Declan, if you had to pick, who's, who's the best? Who, is, is Aaron Gordon their true number three, then you would say? Or would you say he's the fourth? Um, if you had to pick between the two. I, I, I Sorry, think I, I right now, I, just Aaron, I, take Aaron, I, I take Aaron Gordon over Michael Porter. Wow. I'll, st- I'll stand on the hill. I think Aaron Gordon's a little bit better to, of a defender. I think Michael Porter Jr. has a little more potential. But now Aaron Gordon's a problem. I've always been a big Aaron Gordon fan, so yeah, like be like a top fifty. I agree. With maybe that. that's yeah, maybe that's that. a stretch. I don't know. No, I think I... the NBA is just truthfully, it's probably top to bottom the most talented league. There's so much talent in the NBA. Yeah. Truly, um, you got you got this bull on the Spurs, Vessel, Devin Devin Vessel, Vassell, yeah, yeah, Vassell, who just you know, came out of nowhere. It's just, and they were still a bad team. It's 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 such a talented league. But anyway, I love how random he just pulled Devin Vassell out of nowhere. Out of all yeah. people, well, it's a dude. All that's, people. He's, he's a bucket, but you're like who? Like no, that's I a know, good. Yeah. That's a good. Where did he go to college? I have no clue. For for reference, Michael Porter Jr. played less minutes than uh, Bruce Brown last night. Yikes! Yeah, I mean. He, Michael Porter Jr., 26 minutes, 2 of 8 shooting, 1 of 6 from 3, and 5 rebounds. That's all he had. That's it. With a minus yeah, 15 on the night. Call me crazy. I think Porter Jr., Tobias Harris is a fun conversation. Wow. They both need the same amount of money. Yeah. And that's, um, and that's it's just talent for talent. By the way, the, real quick, Devin Vassell, Florida State. Somebody check me on that. I got you. It's either Florida or Florida State. I think it's Florida State. Definitely got it. I got um, you. I'd say one of the biggest takeaways, Jacobs, following to your original question. Yeah. Uh, Miami's players that ne- not necessarily did not play well in game one, they stepped up big time in game two. Yeah. Max Struess was hot in, right from the get-go. I think he hit the first three threes of the game. I think he, he had, had four ten- threes in the first quarter. Florida State. Yeah, that was all his, honestly, that was all his points. He had a hot first quarter. Gabe Vincent had a phenomenal game. 23 yeah. points with a plus 22. Wow. Uh, four, six from three. Um, Adebayo did his normal. 21 points, nine rebounds, four assists. He's got to tighten it um, up on defense, though. I know Jokic is a hard man to guard, but. The first game, he he, he, he guarded uh, Jokic fairly well. He got, game, just... he got cooked last night. Jokic but... couldn't be stopped. He couldn't yeah, I, stop you officially. I, I think I think a thing for the Heat is they they they're gonna rely heavily on their guard play. Um on, on both sides of the ball. Because if you find a way to neutralize Jamal you're gonna make you're gonna make Michael Porter Jr. He's gonna get his no matter what. But you're gonna you're gonna have to force these three number three, number four guys to go out there and, and give you a good a good game to win the series. So that's really that's why I think it Nugget series so interesting play on Miami can stay stay tight on both sides of the ball but if, if, they, if they keep playing good consistent ball I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big problem for Denver I think that's yeah go ahead Steve with Toronto legend Kyle Lowry as the yeah. man. you know and I think something a couple couple that you know standouts to me Kevin Love picked right back up after a couple DMPs played for Caleb Martin who has just not been good in the finals so far first two games um, and he he did what he had to do, did his thing. 
Um, I think that's part of the biggest reason why Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon didn't, you know, do as much damage as they had uh, previously done in, in game one. So shout out, you know, kudos to Kevin Love, the consummate uh, pros pro from uh, everything you hear. Uh, Caleb Martin, where, where are you at? Jimmy Butler really didn't even have the best game either. And no, but... they still, but that's that's the scary thing with Miami. It's like they still went into Denver after that. And Tyler Harrell ain't even playing ball. And that's what I'm saying. He's supposed to come back at some point here, I think. Game three, the next, game four, two, next two games, game three or game four. Yeah. So it's something to watch out for, you know? And then. I mean, obviously, Duncan Robinson. I, I mean, willed, willed that team, you know, in the in the third, fourth quarter to, to hang on and come back. I, Miami's never out of a game. It's insane. What's that? Fifth or sixth win when down by ten or more in the playoffs. This playoffs, they just it's stupid. That's literally all they do is just keep coming back. They don't. They're never fully out of the game. They're never checked out. Wild. They believe in Jimmy. Make them believe. I think I think it's Spo. I really do. Well, I, maybe Jimmy gets Spo. But you see it in press conference. They they started three and five, and they and Jim and they said Jimmy, you know, like how we're feeling. He said he said we're going to go to the finals. Oh. And the, yeah, ever since they won, it's just a team that that believes. And I think I to be honest, I think Jimmy carried a, a shadow of that over for from Philly, and I just think Miami brought that out of him, I, and that's what makes him such a a superstar in Miami. Well, it's the Heat culture, yeah. It's Pat Riley. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, game three, going back to Miami. Um, is it? You think it's still Denver serious to lose, or you think, you know, it, it, this game will tell a lot. Yeah. Game three. If Miami wins game three, I'm going to start to feel a little different about yeah. what I thought because I did say Miami's going to steal one in Denver. I did say that. Yep. But. I did. I still think it's Denver's series to lose, but Game Three could change, can turn some heads. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, man. We'll see. Stanley Cup Finals. Game Two is actually going to be tonight, um, as we're recording on uh, June 5th. But uh, the uh, rest versus rust debate. Florida did not look great coming off of all that rest, and um, Vegas looked really fucking good. <laughs> I know that they are the the favorite in the series, but I want to say five to two was the game one score. I, I mean Vegas, Correct. they're just bigger. Florida is very much a team that is going to try to to bully you, you know, to try to to do everything that they can to piss you off and make you make mistakes. And shout out to Bruce in Vegas. He has those guys calm cool, collected, under control at all times. And uh, they're just a machine, man. It's I, – I really think it's their series to lose. Again, you know, beginning of the playoffs, I had Vegas in six against Carolina. I, I think I'm leaning Vegas still. So, um, let me pull up the box score real quick. But, uh, well, that's game two. Oops. Um, yeah, two was the final. Um it was two to two going into the third, and then Vegas just put it away. Um, different goal scorers. Uh, Jonathan Marshall show has ten goals now. Uh, it's just one of those, you know. I don't know. 
Florida still feels a little bit like a team of destiny, but Vegas kind of was game two is going to say a lot tonight, you know, but we'll see. You think, um, what are we feeling, boys? I don't want to be the only one to talk about it. I think it's Vegas series to lose. I mean, Florida, Florida has probably been the best team throughout the playoffs, to be frank. Yeah. But I just. I will say the save by Aiden Hill. If you haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. With the sticks. It's one of the greatest saves I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, Steve, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it, Steve. Go on Twitter and look at it. It's like it's a wide open net. You're just like, oh, that's a goal. And all of a sudden it's just not. Like, that's got to mess with your psyche. Imagine. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. I want to hear your reaction. It, it's stupid, dude. I got an ad. Hold on. Oh, you're good. Twitter. Great podcasting right here by the boys. <laughs> Live reactions. Come on now. No, I know. I love it. It's dude, saved by Aiden Hill. Young kid, too. Came in out of nowhere. But, uh. Vegas is a wagon. They look good. I'm waiting for this reaction from Steve. Wait for them. Are they going to zoom in? Okay, here we go. Zoom in. Yeah. Open net. Wow. Yeah. Right on the tip of his stick. Yeah. Like right on the corner, like where it starts uh-huh. to bend. Hits right. O- wow. Holy just, just, shit. Yeah, just game-changing save. Imagine if he was an inch shorter. Yeah, literally. Wow. Insane. So, Vegas looking good. We'll see game two tonight. But I, I think Florida's going to come out a little better tonight, personally. But we'll see. Um, we got some uh, some more NBA news, though. Some more uh, coaching movement. So, we did have Nick Nurse to uh, to Philly. We've had – oh, one nothing. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We still think it's weird. Yeah, literally. Um, Howard asking is still the worst sports writer in all of yeah. Philadelphia. I yeah, he's the worst ever. Um, like people, he's people like, the, like he's like the Skip Bayless of, of Philadelphia. Yeah, like he, he, people say, like he he represents Philly. Like it's just like no, no. no. Gargan Gargano represents Philly. Like come on. The ambassador of Philadelphia. <laughs> when I when I think of Philadelphia, I, I literally like Philadelphia sports. I think of Anthony Gargano. I really big old Italian guy. I think Michael Barkan. That's just the first. Yeah, I mean Barkan was you know pregame live specialist, Daily News live back in the day. Love Daily oh, News wow. live. Back on Comcast Sportsnet. I miss, <laughs> dude. I miss like Sports Rise and Sportsnet. You remember that, Steve? Sports, I do remember Sportsnet. Yeah. Like Sports Night, I should say. Sports, yeah. yes. Sports yes. Night. They, well, they had Sports Rise, too. It was, oh, it was 30 minutes. I used to watch them every morning before school. My grandma would be reading the paper. I'd be watching Sports Night or Sports uh, Sports Rise. So good. There's a little but, bit I watched. I watched Sports Center before school. When I was, like, heavy in the NBA, they'd show all the NBA games. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. So, who else was it before the ones that just happened? Ime uh, Udoka to the Rockets. Um, yes. So the Raptors are still vacant. The Buck, the Bucks brought in um, Adrian Griffin. Um, you got to wonder what's going to happen with Doc Rivers. Are there any more openings, or is that it? 
He, I know with the Suns, he pulled himself out of the job. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I think that was the last two openings we're going to talk about. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think I am. Because it was Milwaukee, Philly, Joe Missoula is staying in Boston, um, Phoenix, um, Detroit. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but I don't. I think that's it in Toronto. Yeah, I guess that's all right. Uh, but yeah, Frank Vogel, uh, Wizards. NBA. Oh yeah, the Wizards. Yeah, so they're the one opening. Yeah, if Doc if Doc goes to the Wizards, I'll scream. <laughs> Doc Rivers and Kristaps Porzingis, watch out. Tangus Pengus. <laughs> Who the fuck is Tangus Pengus? Oh my God, Michael Rappaport. That'll never. Pengus, Tangus, Pengus. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my Lord. Um. Real quick, side note: What do you think would have happened if the Sixers would have taken him instead of Julia Loco for? Nothing. Do you think? Do you think? No, I, I'm sure. Do you think Embiid and Porzingis could have worked out? No. I do. They're a completely different game. Embiid's a five. Porzingis is a four. Embiid wouldn't have to like be on the be on the three point arc anymore. I know. He doesn't have to be in the first place. No, but I'm I'm just dude. The spacing those two would create. Board That's... Board City. Oh my god. I do like Porzingis a lot, though. I do too. It's just always loved... hurt. I know. I would have loved to have seen that though. Porzingis Porzingis? 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 Uh, but so now yeah, Frank Vogel to the Suns. Uh NBA champion Frank Vogel replacing Monty Williams, who then landed with uh with the Detroit Pistons, who is now the NBA's highest paid coach. Paid. Dude, he got paid, dude. Six years, what was it like seventy something? No, it, it was could... only five. It was five years, like seventy eight mil. It could turn into a hundred from what I saw. Stop. After like incentives and everything. Stop. Um he he thought about taking a year off too. And he said the Pistons, he just left. I told you that I like the Pistons have a nice little young core. Yeah, um, that's a fun team. Call me crazy. I love it. I love their young team. They have a yeah. lot of talent with Cade Cunningham, Jay Nivey, Jalen Duran. Um Isaiah oh my Stewart's God, not a bad little piece. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart. James ready Wiseman. to fight anybody that comes in his way. Literally. Um, and you got the honestly, pick. honestly, if you're the, if you're the pissed by Donovich, like, you're the you're the GM that gives this coach a, the highest contract in NBA history in terms of a coach contract. Yeah. If they don't like make serious noise in the playoffs in any of those five years, is that contract really worth it? No, no shot. Okay, I, I'm just glad we're on the same page here. Yeah, no shot, no. Because I was thinking like. What if they don't make the playoffs like three out of those five years? He has, I think, one year this year to show improvement. By year two, I think they either have to make the playoffs or be battling for the playoffs. And by year three, you you got to be top six. That's how I truly feel. Year two, they can't even be in the plan. They got to be like a playoff team. They got to be an eight or seven seed, in my opinion. I think if they're going to be in the plan. I th- I think yeah. If you I think year two, playing to maybe nine ten maybe seven eight, 
But by year three, yeah, you, you have to be yeah, with your what you're paying Monty Williams and and the young talent they have. Another top five, top ten pick this year, in, in which you know. none of those guys are making serious money anyway. Exactly. So, yeah, I I like it a lot. Monty Williams, I think, is a very good coach too. So, no, I like it. It's just that's a very it's, risky it's contract. He doesn't for... deserve to be the highest paid coach in the NBA. No, hell no, no, not doing close, but. I mean, not all the quarterbacks have deserved to be the highest paid quarterbacks, you know. So that's just how the market works at the time. But um, contracts are ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Um, with Monty Williams, though, the former Houston Rockets coach, which Declan said, and I love, I, I agree with you, Declan. I love it. Steven Silas, former Rockets coach, is the lead assistant for the uh, for the Detroit Pistons with Monty Williams, and uh, breaks my heart to see. But you kind of knew it was going to happen. Uh, Sam Cassell is leaving Boston. I th- and I think that's why I don't think Doc is going anywhere. I think he's going to take at least a year off. Because Sam Cassell, I think, would have just followed Doc Rivers wherever he went. And for yeah. him to go to Boston, I think he, he understands that, you know, he's got to keep coaching. And he wasn't going to probably come back in Philly. So, good for him. I mean, it's going to be weird. Him Dude, being he, he could have gotten the head coaching job and I would have been happy. Yeah, but it still is tough. I, you know. Yeah, you, I, I mean, you, I think Nick Nurse is a better hire. Oh, of course, he's uh, maybe the best guy on the on on the market. I think Nick, I, I think he's the best guy on the market this year. Nick Nick Nurse was definitely one of the top candidates for a head coaching position. Well, so who would you take, Monty Williams or Nick Nurse? I take Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. I agree, and I think that was I mean Frank Vogel or Nick Nurse. I just think like for Monty Williams, like he had crazy talent on the Suns. The first time they went to the finals, and yeah. they couldn't get it done. Like, I think that was just them running into Giannis and Middleton and Holiday just going crazy. And you got to remember, Giannis was a game six had like a forty or fifty point triple double. Like, so crazy. Yeah. So, I'm excited though, man. I think. Um, I don't know. I just I never understood the firing from the Suns of Monty. Yeah. Made no sense. They had nothing to work with after Katie left. They got rid of everything. Even, well, after, even, they brought, like, even after they brought Katie in. Yeah. Right. You said after he left. You mean after they brought him in? But oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They gave up everything for Kevin Durant. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. They have no yeah. badge. No badge. So. Yeah, man. Um. We're we're moving through it right now. Let's um, let's roll into some some major league baseball talk real quick, if we uh, if we don't mind, fellas. If you are ready, Mister Stevens and Ellie, to take over. Yeah. Also, and speaking of baseball, I'd just like to say uh, I don't know if you saw Bruce Bochy uh, reached top ten all time managers in wins. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, hands down. He's so good. Dominated so, the early twenty tens. I know those Giants teams. I have a question. Yes. If you are the Phillies, are you regretting giving – I know it's it's still early in the season. Are you regretting giving Rob Thompson, taking the interim tag off of him and making him the full-time manager? And then you see Texas go out and get Bruce, Bruce Bochy. And you're like, if you're Philly, it's like, well, why couldn't we have done that? No. I I, I don't think you regret it in the sense that where the Phillies have been for so many years – since that 2012 uh, playoff appearance, and after that, they've been absolute dog shit. 
yeah. until the second half of last year. That was that was Rob Thompson was a big part of that. I agree. You know, I agree. just getting just getting into the playoffs. And like I've said before, no one has even expected out of all teams, the Phillies yeah. to go all the way to the World Series. There were people were we were the laughing stock of the playoffs. We were arguably one of the worst teams in the playoffs on paper. They weren't but supposed they to beat St. Louis. They, you know, the magical comeback. Atlanta was supposed to win in three, maybe four. Philly won in four. And then the, even the Padres, I'm pretty sure, were favored in that series. Yeah. They were dogs the entire playoffs. And that was a big part of Ron Thompson. And I think he deserves a chance to coach this team. I agree. It obviously, obviously, it hasn't gone the way that we thought they were. They're, they're, they're a mid-team. But the pitching's not... been god awful, and oh, they're horrendous. This is so bad. They they they've been dealing with injuries all year long. I mean, for them to even be staying afloat right now, I think is a lot to say about Rob Thompson. I I honestly don't have much blame at all for Rob Thompson or no, Dave I... Dombrowski. It's honestly the players. The players yeah. have been awful, and it's not like Dombrowski wasn't trying. He brought in so many different guys this year that were coming off fairly good seasons, and they're just not performing at the way we thought they would. That's I think Trey, Trey Turner's to. hitting like 250 right now. Not even. He's hitting like 230. It was just 250. Are you sure? Uh, last time I checked, it might have been a couple games ago. Last time I checked, he was hitting like 230. I'll pull it up right now. Stats. Declan, how do you feel about it? I'll start off from the beginning. No, I don't regret them taking the interim yeah. tag off of Rob Thompson. It brought the glory. It brought it brought the city relevancy in in baseball two, for the two first time. Sorry, Declan. Yeah, two thirty two. You're not wrong. My bad, Steve. Yeah. Um, and you know, I know this is a struggle this year so far, but this has happened every other year. They pick it up late in the season. It's unacceptable. I agree, but it's just listen. It's the way you got to look at it right now. There's a lot of bright points you can look at it. Brandon Marsh's swing is completely different. He's a complete different ball player from when we traded for him last year. Bryson Stott's looking good. And and Alec Boom is improving. Nick Castellanos is back. Schwarber's doing his thing. The batting average isn't high, but he's still getting jacks. You know, a, he's hit 170. How many home runs does he have? He's got 15, but he said once. Uh, listen, I agree. It's, it's worse than last year, but... Getting the ball over the fence, you, you, you got to do to go out there and win the game. If I got to hit 15 home runs and strike out every other time, listen, it is what it is. You're going to be a starter in the MLB, especially knowing that. Bryce Harper is coming off Tommy John, not playing bad ball, and 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 you're you're tore up with injuries. Reese Hoskins is nowhere to be found. A lot of people forget he is injured. Ranger Suarez was injured. He's coming back, and he's I don't know. Sir Anthony Dominguez, I know, was hurt for a little bit. He's back. Gregory Soto is not playing well. Jose Alvarado was playing great baseball. I'm not sure how he's doing now. But I just – it's not its not Rob's fault. I just no. think it's – Trey Turner hasn't been seen since USA versus the world. The last time he was seen was in a, it was in a USA uniform. You're right. So I just – there's 162 games. It's early. There's a lot of season. I know you guys said that already. But I just think – we're not overreacting yet. Reese Hoskins is is a big loss right now. Maybe not even playing, but like that leader in the in the, in the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. So from one Philly team to another, we've already gone over the Chicago Bears schedule. 
let's look at the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. Um, we'll do all of the NFL predictions here, you know, in the next month or two. But uh, let's just look at uh, look at my two co-hosts' favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. Um, kind of an up and my down fault. schedule. I've never seen like it's is... quite as easy as last. Oh, it's. I think they said the Eagles now have the hardest schedule this year. Yeah, like, this one's NFL teams. Rough. I don't think it's number one, but it's up there. It's got to be top five. That's a rough yeah. schedule. So, um, but one yeah. good thing I can say about this, I've never seen so many primetime games as an Eagles fan before in my life. Dude, we have three 1 p.m. games. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm used to the 1 p.m. I love a good 4.30 game, personally. Yeah, yep. Personally, good, big fan. And I'm, um, I think my favorite. I got to get up for school tomorrow, but I just like Sunday night football the best. Mm-hmm. More when it was Al Michaels and Collinsworth, obviously, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so let's go over the schedule, boys. Let's do it. Uh, week one, Philly Boston rematch, four thirty game on CBS. Eagles going into Foxborough, week one. Declan, let's hear what you have to say. Um, I think you know you're putting together a new team. It's Brady's um homecoming, I guess. What are they doing? Retiring his jersey? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, they're retiring his jersey. I think the boys come in hot. I think it's a close game, but I think the Eagles squeeze it out. Actually, I think it's very close. Don't don't be surprised if the Eagles lose this game. Mm-hmm. Zanelli. Eagles win by 10 or more. I, I New England's still in a retool period. Like, I, they don't really yeah. – I don't feel anything, honestly. That Gillette is going to be bumping. Oh, Chris oh, yeah, Gillette. Gillette. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, okay. Gillette's going to be rocking, though. That's gonna, That stadium's yeah. going to be rocking. Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, ESPN's getting rid of uh, Chris Chelios. Fun fact. Hockey. Really? Uh, yeah. Also, hmm. you said you said this game was Brady's retirement uh, night, right? Or is Jersey retire? I don't. I'm not sure. It's something yeah. like they're honoring him in some some way. First game tickets as low as four hundred and twelve dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Sounds about right. That place, that place is going to be sold out. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Those tickets will go down a little bit too, as the you know. But uh, says right now, two? you just want to know. Eagles want to know. I agree. I agree with that as well. Um, Eagles are five point favorites on the road. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like Zanelli does. I lean more like what Declan said, maybe like a field goal to win. Um, I think I like them to win by maybe four or five points, and they are five point favorites. So, um, if I was doing betting line though, I'd go Patriots. I'd probably go alternate spread though instead of the plus five. Probably go plus six or plus seven just to cover it. Um, Vikings, Thursday Night Football, Week 2, at the Eagles. I think this has Philadelphia Whomping written all over it. Actually, I take that back. I think this has close game written all over it after the Philadelphia Whomping last year, Week 2, Monday Night Football. I think the Eagles win, but I think it's a close one. Eagles are told. They're two and zero, but this all depends on Kirk Cousins' play. I agree. It all depends if Kirk Cousins plays like how Kirk Cousins can play, like 
like, regular regular Sunday afternoon game, it'll be a close game. But if it's the usual Kirk Cousins uh, primetime slip up, Eagles whopping. Yeah. I tend to think early in the season, Thursday night football, you're still, you know, you're feeling good. Um, except week one. Buccaneers. So that, you know, they're probably coming off a win week one. Just assume, but if you had to guess. Um, yeah. Both these teams probably want to know coming in. Um, I think the Vikings just have something to prove after last year. I still think the Eagles are the better team, though, so I would take the Eagles in a close one. Uh, three Eagles, 2-0. and um, Speaking of the Buccaneers, Eagles go to Tampa week three, Monday Night Football. They got to win this game. They're seven-point favorites right now. Give me, give me the Eagles. Kyle Trask against or Baker Mayfield against a pretty good Eagles secondary and defensive yeah. line. I'll take my chances in the Eagles win comfortably. Yep, give me the bird. Week four. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say game four because I'll miss the bye week at some point. Game four, one o'clock, the Washington Commanders. Steve. Commie stink. Eagles 4 0. The shorts. So they're, they're at Washington? No, they're, no, they're in home. Philly. Yeah, give me Philly. I'll, I'll go Philly 4 0. I agree with that. Uh, this is a weird game right here. The LA to play the Rams. Four o'clock game, six point favorites. There's going to be a whole lot of Eagles fans out there in LA. Um, this has trap game written all over for me. I don't think the Rams are going to be great, but I think that they are going to be better than they were last year. And I think that, I, I mean, no one's going undefeated, you know. So um, I think they got to lose at some point. And uh, I think this is the Eagles' season. I have them before and one. Uh, I, I, I still think they're going to win this one. Um, but I do agree with you. I think this is has trap game in the sense of like bet against the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. Six point favorite. I, I'd, I'd hammer the Rams on that one. Um, I do like the Rams if it would if it's plus six at that line. I do like the Rams in that sense. I don't see the Eagles losing that game though. They do take they do travel well as Eagles fans, but anytime they play on the West Coast, it's always freaky. I don't know. That's why I like the Rams. Yeah, I still I still like the Eagles though to win that one out. Okay, Dak, what do you think? Uh, to, to be honest, people are, I feel like everybody's like, you know, the Rams are going to be back. The Rams are going to be back. The Rams. No, back. I don't think they're going to be back. They're, they're not going to be as bad as they were last year. Though. I, I don't, I just, does Sean McVay like want to coach anymore? Like, they, they talked about getting him. Does Aaron Donald want to play football anymore that he's talked about retiring? Does, is Matt Stafford going to be on the field? And see, I think it's all of these questions and all of these you know, under that's going to bring the Rams a decent season. I, I mean, by decent, I don't mean. I, I think they're probably going to miss the playoffs. Maybe, maybe try to sneak in as a wild card. But I think you're looking at. You know, I mean, I got I got to look at their schedule. But just without looking, I you know, an eight to nine win team. Personally, yeah, I think I think the Eagles are still undefeated. All right, so we'll we'll call them five and zero. Then we'll go with majority. It's fine. Um, Eagles at the Jets. What do you think, Declan? On Monday night? No, 4.30 Sunday. 
I think that's I think that's got a hell of a game written all over it. Yeah, like I want to give the Eagles their first loss, but I, I, I they're going to travel well to MetLife too. They always do, and I think I, I think this shows a, a big game for the Eagles. You know, uh, it, almost like Dallas on on Sunday night. You know, oh, this is where their O goes right here, and I just think I think I think it's a great game, but I think they win. New York's going to win on a field goal in this one. I really good defense. Aaron Rodgers playing against the Eagles. You know he's always done really well against NFC East teams. I mean, look at Dallas. He owns Dallas um, and Philadelphia too. Uh, I think the Jets are going to be a fairly decent team this year, and I think this will be the first loss of the season. Uh, I'll agree with you on that one. Well, it's my second. We will call it the Eagles. Um, fuck Aaron Rodgers, but I think the Jets do take that one. Um, Eagles are coming home after two games on the road for a Sunday night football game against the Miami Whittles. I mean, the Miami Dolphins. Um, give me the Eagles in a whopping. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. I think, I think personally, two game losing streak they're on. Come home, Sunday night fo- football jerseys, all black, everything. Dream. I think, uh, I think I like the Eagles big. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm also going to take the Eagles here. I just – in no mind do I see them losing right. this game. Whatever the spread is for the Eagles, I'm taking it. I don't care what it is. Three and a half. <laughs> All right. Easy hammer. All right. That's what I'm saying. This is a game. It's a no sweat. Not even gonna sweat it. I I just the whole situation with Tua and Miami. They're gonna they're gonna be asking themselves questions all season long. It's just gonna be a headache. That team's gonna be confused all season. Yeah. All right. So we'd have the Eagles at six and one at that point, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Eagles at the Commanders. Second game. Hear me out. They might they might end up dropping that one. I think they go to Washington and they win a close one, one that they shouldn't win. Washington always has that one game against Philadelphia where it's it's tight the whole game, but then the Eagles end up pulling it out. That's going to be this game. Yeah, but I still think the Eagles will win this one. So we uh, we have seven and one. This is where I think they do falter a little bit. Four o'clock game against the Cowboys. This is um, the beginning of this abysmal rough stretch. This is wild. This this schedule, man. I mean, you got to think. I mean, the beginning of it. I, I'd say the start of the Jets, Dolphins, the Commanders. You know, it's a little bit easier, and then it just goes fucking haywire. The schedule. But this is um, where they. Ha- this is a stretch of one, two, three, four, five, seven straight primetime games. Yeah. At, well, other than their bye week after this game. That we're about this will this this will this will make or break the Eagles. Yeah. Um, Eagles at uh, home against the Cowboys. I think after a a sentimental win against the Commies and a close one, I like Dallas to go in uh, into Philly and uh, and to break some Eagles hearts um, for their second loss of the year. It's not breaking hearts. 
Eagles lose to Dallas every year in Philadelphia. Every year. I already – They last year. Oh, they they, they forgot. They beat, well, Both home that. teams won last year. For the first time ever. Usually, usually it's the opposite way around. I know. The other yeah, team yeah. always wins away. Yeah. Yep. I I like Dallas in this one. I do. Yeah. It's just that it's always that one week where they just crush our hearts and everyone's freaking out. Definitely what you. I don't know. This this is a big game for the Eagles. Do you go in there with the confidence, or you know, on this four game stretch, or do you go in there and lose it? I think they might go one and three through these four, but I think this is one that they win. All right, so Steve, you took Dallas as well, right? Yep. All right, so that's going to be what do so you have? Eight and two or seven and two? Seven and let's two, see. Please. One, yep. two, three, four, no, five and oh, five and one, six and one, seven and one, seven and two. Yeah. Yep. Um, Eagles at the Chiefs, Monday Night Football. I think they go in there and win that game. Revenge game, Super Bowl revenge that's, game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me the birds in a good game. I have them at eight and two after ten. Whatever yeah. the over is, hammer it. <laughs> Check the turf De- first. Definitely. What do you think? Uh, I think they go into Casey and lose. Eight and two. Uh, Bills at the Eagles. Give me the Bills. I like the Bills in this one. Close game. Actually, you know what? No, I I don't. I really think the Bills. I think Bills. Uh, personally, with I no, think they. Uh, I think they with, with uh, no Leslie Frazier. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I th- give me the birds. They're gonna be. They're still gonna be a good team. They're still gonna be yeah. one of the top AFC teams. But I think they go backwards in terms of win win total. I think I that I, yeah. I think I'm also gonna go to the birds here. Too. All right, so nine and two. Um. Or no, nine and th- yeah, nine and two. Um, this is the one they lose home against San Fran. Uh, I know it's how they start December. San Fran's been running their mouth a lot. I just think that they're 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 waiting for this game. This is the one they got circled on the calendar. I think uh, San Fran goes into Philly four thirty. Like it's one of those early one o'clock games, you know, for for San Fran where they're playing at ten a.m. Um, they're used to the four thirty. Gonna make much of a difference. Give me San Fran and a very, very, very close one. Deep is gonna tear his ACL this game for the amount of shit he's been talking. He's gonna drop wow. a goose egg. Eagles by eight. Yeah, I, I, I think the Eagles go in there and win. They're they're at home. Yeah, I think they won at home. Oh, uh, absolutely. I disagree. I think that that game is gonna be very heated like there there's going to be gonna so be much emotion it's there's going to be a lot of emotion in that game i think there's going to be a couple like break up like kind of situation for them to win debo will have to snap and that's where i think though with i don't know i just the same friend's so ready to take them down and they're they're just a i don't know there's something about them i just think that I like San Fran that one. They're scrappy. They're fun. I, I listen. I understand. Yeah. Um. 
Then they go to Dallas. I have that as a win. Sunday Night Football for the Eagles. They always split. Yep. Give me the birds. Yeah. Go birds. End off hot. Birds. All right. Last four of the year. Give me Seattle. I like Seattle on that one. I, I never like even, when the Eagles go even to if Seattle. They're not good. Yep. Even if even if the Seahawks are not that good. You know what I mean? They maybe they take a step back this year. Maybe they don't. I don't Seattle's a weird place to play. Another four thirty game. Coming off a big win on Sunday night football. It's got lead down written all over it. I like the Seahawks by a field goal. I I agree. I never like when Philadelphia goes to Seattle. It's always a weird game. They never play well there. I I'll take Seattle. Okay. So the Eagles at three losses right now, sitting at what eleven and three. Um, Wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think they. What that you just completely I... broke up. I I, I think on there and beat Seattle. Seattle's not, and they haven't been for the past seven years. It feels like it's all went downhill downhill ever since uh the. The Marshawn. <laughs> All right. Uh, Giants at the Eagles. 430 game. Gi- Giants steal this one. This is a steal yeah. waiting to happen. I agree. I think that's two losses in a row for the Birds. You guys are delusional. So There's no way they lose to the Giants. No. Okay. There's me, no like, way if... they lose to the Cardinals. <laughs> uh Oh, Eagles by oh 30. Oh, my God. Eagles by 30. Jonathan Gannon will not know what the fuck to do. I don't, I don't think, yeah. Do not revenge game. I don't think I that. Um, I know. I, but he's going to be an I, eagle. I, I don't. I don't. No, he's, no, he's not. Stop. I don't think there's any shot that um, that uh, Nick Sirianni lets his team off the hook for this one. I think he makes them like all do like dog runs in their in their home grass with their doggies on all fours while they're planting flowers at the same time. Yep. And playing rock, paper, scissors. Got another competitive dog in them. This, yeah, this yeah. game isn't will be an absolute blowout. Like it's not even gonna be close. Like it's gonna win the division that, that game too. Yeah, hundred percent full confidence in that game on New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. And then uh Eagles and Giants to end the season at the Meadowlands. They destroy them. Backups destroy them, you mean. I don't see. Any I don't kind think of destroying, the, but I, they destroy. They destroy them both games. You know why? Because the Giants will never beat the Eagles ever again. Okay. The Giants I, I like, beat I, the Eagles. The Eagles I, own the Giants. I like Brian Dable a lot. Yep. So do I. But so do I. I like the Eagles a little more though. I will forever laugh at that Danny Dimes contract. Yeah, I agree. They're, so they're what does that really find out? They're really going to find out this year, like, holy shit, we really paid this dude this type of money. Yeah. So is that 13 and four, I think? Yeah, but I will. Oh I can't God. wait to see Darren Waller and the Giants. I think he's, he's a big, big target for them. Yep. 13 and four? 13 and four, 12 and five. I think 13 and four is a slight reach. I like 12 and five a lot, though. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it's a rough schedule. I don't think it'll be the best record in the NFC, though. It'll be probably up there. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be up there. I'm just trying to think of another NFC team that would be as good as personally. 49ers? The 49ers have a chance to be like 14-3, and 15-2 this year, depending on their schedule. I really do. Hear me out. Like the the Vikings might just come out of nowhere. No, no shot. And just be like, here, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. You got you got me with that last year. You're not getting me with that shit this year. Their schedule's a cakewalk compared to the Eagles. That's what I'm saying. I know, but I, th- I really think that there, there's a little bit of turmoil in there, too. I think they're getting ready to move on from Dalvin Cook. I think he's loved in that locker room, too. I think that's going to make a difference. I was talking about San Francisco's uh, schedule. Oh yeah, Sanford cakewalk. Yeah, that's what it's. They have a cake. They have a cakewalk of a schedule. Yeah, I I think with the Vikings too. Kirk Cousins possibly in his last year. Um, Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Their their toughest their toughest opponent outside of the Eagles is Cincinnati, Minnesota, and Baltimore. That's a win against Minnesota. Never know what you're gonna get out of Baltimore. Lamar might be hurt. No offense, Steph. That's and, fair. Uh, Go birds. Yeah. Go birds. Bear down. All right, fellas. Talked a little NHL. Talked a little NFL. Only one more of the big four left. Mr. Steve Zanelli, take it away. Let's go. MLB pet picks of the week are back. Clean sweep for the boys this week. And that includes Dev. That includes Dev. Uh, just a quick recap. Dev took the over on the Orioles. They went three and two this past week, and we are over and under was set at two and a half. Let's go O's. Yes, sir. I took the over with the Pirates. Holy the- shit. Trey Turner, let's go. Holy shit. He's back. 420 to center field. See ya. Who's back? Trey Turner. He needed that. That's a big confidence oh, boost. He's Light about up to and get smoking hot. the Tigers right now. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. Um, I believe Pirates did not lose a game this week. Or was it the Blue Jays? I don't remember. Blue Jays I, lost their first and then won five in a row. Okay. Okay. But it didn't matter anyway because we all hit the over on two and a half. I took the Pirates. That leaves me at five, four, and one. Declan took the over with the Braves, leaves him at 5-2-3, and three, and Jacob's still in first place pretty comfortably at 8-2-0. Oh. Yeah. Boys, our picks of the week. Jacob's, that, you are in first place. Yeah. Take it away. Thank you, sir. Um, this week, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Feeling a little frisky this week. Going to go with the team. That um, I mean, if you want to call him a rival of the Phillies, you, I guess you could. Um, what do you think of the rivals? Maybe the Nationals back in the day, but more so, Mets. Give me the other team in the NL East who actually currently sitting at thirty-two and twenty-eight, three-game win streak, seven and three in their last ten. I'm going with the over three on the Miami Marlins this week. Marlins, <clears throat> go ahead, Steve. Sorry. I was saying that that Luis Sarayas is something special. He's unreal, yeah. Um, Marlins currently down, currently down four to two right now. Uh, they're at home against the Royals. 
not great, but that's okay. It's only one game. Uh, they have three at home against the Royals, and then they go to Chicago against the White Sox for three. So if they don't pull out three, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull my hair out. Um, See, so yeah, let's go Marlins this week. Miami Marlins for Jacobs over. Declan, your pick of the week. My pick of the week facing the Athletics for three, and then the Mets for three. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's go, Buckos. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have some fun here. The Fighting Ray Longs. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out. Yes, sir. I am taking the rival of the 2009 World Series, uh, Philadelphia Phillies team. I am taking the New York Yankees over. They are playing the pitiful Chicago White Sox at home, and they're also playing their big-time arch rival, Boston Red Sox, also at home. Oh, yeah. So I just realized all three of us have now picked the Pirates for over. Actually, that's not true. I took them under, and they stunk. They stunk. But, yeah, we've all taken the Pirates. That's fun. Um, yeah. If you um, – some of the MLB stats right now, I'm, I'm happy to say I was right about Nick Castellanos. We talked a little bit about it for a little while. He's having a very good bounce-back season. Power hasn't been crazy. But he's number six in batting average right now in Major League Baseball, and he's fifth in hits. Um, I love to see it. So, Bobby, heck of a year. I he's so good, dude, for Toronto. Offensively, yeah. he can't. He has no glove. I yeah, I know. But unfortunately, I I I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they bring in somebody else to play shortstop and move him to either second or third. It would not surprise me at all. We'll have to see. But um, Pete Alonzo doing Pete Alonzo things as per usual. 21 home runs. Aaron Judge, all rise. 15 home runs. Looking good. But yeah, Luis Arias, like we were talking about. Winning the batting title last year with the Twins. Getting traded in the offseason in the Marlins. Changed nothing. Currently hitting 392. Uh, 61 points higher than anybody else. That's crazy. Fucking wild, dude. Um, for 331. I, I would love to see this. This might sound, I would love to see somebody challenge, um, the Tony Gwynn, you know, for the for the again. Th- did Tony do it? Or I think he was close. I don't think he did it. Chipper was close that one year. I remember watching. Um, I'd love to see somebody challenge for 400. I think Ty Cobb was the last one to do, wasn't he? I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, look it up for me. I'm I, I'm probably all over the place. Uh, Ty I Cobb don't... is in third all time for a single season uh, batting average. Highest ever is Nap Lejoy Le- at 426. So who's the last and... one to do it? Was it Ty Cobb? Uh, to at least hit 400. Better. Uh, please hold. Looking that up. Yeah, you're good. I feel like Ted Williams. That's what I'm. Okay, it's it's Ted. Yeah. So that that record still stands now for if it doesn't happen this year, eighty two years. Yeah, that's one of those records that may never be broken. I'm gonna be real. No, it's it's I I think it's almost impossible to hit four hundred. 
I personally do. I agree. And to to follow up with what you were just recently talking about, Tony Gwynn was the last one that was closest to 400, which was uh, 1994 where he hit 394. Yeah, he was. I knew he was very close. Chipper was close for a while. I want to say he 70 or 380, but he he didn't. He was he was chasing for a while. He might have had the high for switch hitters of all time. Don't quote me on that. But a, I, know I forgot that. he was a switch hitter. Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn of like modern day baseball might be the greatest hitter of all time. Just pure pure, contact, yeah. Pure contact, like getting on base, just never striking out, either generating walks or getting. Yeah, Ichiro's a really good one. No, it's crazy too. I think I've talked about it on the pod. They said Ichiro used to put on in batting practice, like would just go yard like all the time. But said he never really wanted to go yard like that. Said he could have been like a 30 home run guy if he wanted to. But he'd rather put the ball in play, make the defense work, and do it that way. So, I mean, it, I mean, it worked. Is, is Ichiro a top 25 player all time? <sighs> See, baseball's. Baseball Because there's so baseball? many old. I mean, talent wise. I think you got to talk Trout or Otani right now. I mean, Barry Bonds I mean, is up there. I know he roided, but Barry Bonds. Can we, is... can we also can we also talk like a legal substance era? Saved yeah, baseball. because because before before the illegal substances, Barry Bonds was an MVP. What he was doing in Pittsburgh before he was hitting you know the seventy home runs, whatever with with um with Giants, like he. He was still an MVP, Gold Glover. He he literally there was nothing he couldn't do. He had an incredible arm, phenomenal glove, could steal a base on the drop of a dime, could hit for power and for contact. Like he, Barry Bonds is easily one of the greatest play, baseball players of all time. He was, but like, it's hard when he know? got older. He was so jacked. Oh my yeah, god, he, he was huge. He ruined it, of course. Yeah, but. Um, Lee Johnson can't let off the juice. It's 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 tough, you know. I mean, because then you have pitchers too, and that you know, I, I it's tough. I mean, position players. Yeah. You, you can talk about each euro, I think, but you have to break it up, you know, between modern day baseball and between you know, like the golden age when you have you know, uh, you know, Ted Williams and before that Ty Cobb and. You know, like Honus Wagner back in those days. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it's it's tough to say, but I mean, over the last twenty five years, that's that's a good top ten list. I think we could do. By the way, we'll put that put a put a put a put a feather in that one. Top 10 players over the last twenty five years, or you know, top ten or something like that. Yeah, that'd be a fun one to do. Um, cool. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Also, I know he's a rock. Model Acuna doing what he's doing again. So he's so good for so base. He's good. so good for baseball, dude. He's so likable too. Um, three thirty-one right now. Him and Freddie both. All right, boys. Well, um, let's do one we haven't done in a little while. Let's get a little. Who am I? I don't know. Who are you? Who Who are you? All right. Um, we want to start with basketball or football, boys. 
Hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm. What do you think, Steve? What are you feeling? Give me the foosball. Go foosball. All right. This foosball player, who am I? One team for his career. Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> um, I don't think he's ever played for another team. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell is a pretty good call. Let me get <laughs> safe call. <laughs> yeah, I think I might match that. I think I'm gonna go with Jamarcus Russell. <clears throat> Incorrect. Damn it. Um, who am I? First, uh, first round pick. Dude, I would have said Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> uh, Saquon Barkley. Okay. Definitely. What do you got? Um, Aaron Donald. Both incorrect. Two time Super Bowl champion. Eli Manning. Um, Ray Lewis. Both incorrect. Six-time Pro Bowler. Hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Give me... Give me uh, Devin McCourty. Incorrect. Most career 500-yard passing games. Most who? Most career. Holds the NFL record for the most career 500-yard passing games with four. <laughs> Holy shit. Slinging it. Yeah. Uh, give, me a, give me a little throwback, Nick. Give me Kenny Stabler. <laughs> Not Declan. <laughs> Declan, what you got? One team. Um. In for in in history, most five hundred yard games. Correct. I don't. I need another hint. Derek Carr. Incorrect. Hmm, what can I go with to help you? <laughs> um, all right, upon retirement, ranked fifth all time in NFL career passing yards. So this dude was nice. I don't think he won two of them. I mean, I don't think he won two rings. I know he's done it before. Give me Big Ben. That's a good call. Two rings? Two rings. I, I got only big... two rings. I think Big Ben only won one ring, though. I don't Against think he won the a Cardinals. Ring. Yeah. That's... And wait, was he the quarterback when? No way, Big Ben's only a six-time. No, I think he did win two. 
Who was the quarterback before Big Ben? Couldn't even tell you. I'm going to go Big Ben. Uh, yeah, I'm going to match you. I'm going to go Big Ben. Injured, injured, injured. It's Big Ben. Let's go. Yeah, like. I don't remember sure. winning a second ring, but I, know, I remember. I he remember won the first one early. I remember. Against um, Seattle. It was like his second That's year right. In. The conference game was against the Colts. Yeah, they lost to uh, New England in the conference championship his rookie season. The year that New England beat Philly. Because it would have been Pittsburgh and Philly in the uh, Super Bowl. Yep. New England went into Pittsburgh and beat uh, Pittsburgh. That that was the year they went fifteen and one. Jacobs, were you an Eagles fan in 04? Yes, I was. Damn right you were. So your first heartbreak was in 04. That was the last heartbreak I had with the Phillies. Or with with uh, with the Eagles, yeah. The whole TO situation and the Eagle Eagles fans just it put me off. Yeah. Did it really? Yes, it did. That's why I'm not uh I will always root for the Eagles, but they're not my favorite team, correct. Fair enough. Have I told the, the story of why I'm a Bears fan on the podcast before? I don't think so. Maybe maybe in the very beginning of your pod, yeah. Yeah, so just in case, I guess for anybody maybe who hasn't heard or um, doesn't remember, either way. Um, yeah, I mean, I always root for the Eagles. They're my hometown team, being from Philly originally. But um, I was looking for a new team. You know, a couple of my, my, my younger cousins, you know, they had different teams that they liked and stuff. You know, my cousin Chris. You know, they were, they were like my my brothers growing up. You know, being, my brothers were all down south. I spent all my time with my cousins. Um, cousin Chris was a Dolphins fan, still is. My cousin Connor was a Saints fan. He's back to being an Eagles fan now. But And my cousin Colin actually liked the Packers. But he was super, super young. He's younger than me. Um, I was like, you know, and I, I had some Cowboys fans in my family, Eagles fans, obviously, but Dolphins fans. Just different all over. So, um I was uh, I was in like fifth grade, I think. Yeah, fifth grade, and uh, it was like January, I'd say December, January. We got a snow day, right? And uh, my buddy, one of my, my my best friend at the time, Kyle, um, he and his parents uh, hit me up and uh, on a snow day asked if they could take uh, asked my mom if they take me to Philly down to the city. So we 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 hopped on the train, spent the day in the city, you know, did all the touristy stuff, went to the Liberty Bell. Declaration of Independence. Um, Fun fact: uh, I've never done that. I've n- I, like I've never walked through yeah. Center City and visited it's, anything. It's it's fun. We, I did it with Steve. We didn't do all that stuff, but we did some stuff. Um, Love Park for the two brothers. Freaking cold that day. That was feels fucking cold. Yeah, it was. That, especially at nighttime. Yeah, it was cold. Um, but no, yeah. So we. Um, I had a Michael Vick jersey on that day, by the way. Falcons Michael Vick. Fun fact. Um, I saw a picture. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you felt cool that day. I did. That was a cool jersey to have back in the day, dude. Yeah. I had the Vic shoes too. Black. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, but no, yeah, we um, we we saw the Wanamaker's light show, um, throwback, and um, the end of the day, we were waiting on a on a on a table to be ready for dinner. So um, Kyle's mom waited. And uh, his dad was my coach growing up for for everything. And Mr. Techman, shout out to you, um, one of the best dudes ever. Actually, he might still be the coach uh, at, at Conroe League right now, football coach. Fun fact: um, he was, if he's not anymore. But he was a Council Rock South for a long time. E- either way, um, I digress. But he um, he took us to like a, a sporting goods store, you know, like a hat hat shop, whatever. We're walking around, and he told us. He said, "You know, 
He said, you know, Kyle Rock, go, go ahead pick out a hat you want. It's on me. I want to buy you guys a hat, you know, a little memento for the day. Kyle and I looking around. He found this white Houston Oilers hat. hat you know, all white, the baby blue with the, you know, pinkish in there. Um, super, super cool hat. And I was like, oh, well, Kyle, my best friend, you got a white hat. I got to get a white hat. Well, the only white hat that I saw that fit my big fucking melon head was, uh, was a white Chicago Bears hat. I didn't, really know, I didn't really know a lot about the Bears at the time. But I, I was like, oh, Mr. Tackman. He's like, oh, the Bears. He was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. He said, you know, the 85 Bears are the, the best defense of all time. Uh, you know, Walter Payton was telling me all about it. So, you know, I you know, I learned all about them. That year they went to the playoffs. They lost to either Seattle or Carolina. That's when, you know, they were pretty good, both those two teams. Um, I think it was the year Seattle. Yeah, it was actually the, it might have been the year Seattle went to the Super Bowl and lost to – to Big Ben, actually, ironically enough. And then um, the next year, the Bears went to the Super Bowl, beat the Saints in the NSU Championship game, beat Drew Brees, Reggie Bush, all those homies, Marcus Colston, all them. And um, the Bears went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Colts, Peyton Manning. Devin Hester had that return, um, you know, the opening kickoff. My oh, first okay. ever Bears jersey was a Rex Grossman jersey. Wow. Only quarterback in history to – have uh, in the same season a QB rating of a hundred or more in one game and zero in, in the in another game in the same season. Um, that was my yeah, choice. Bears guy in a Rex Grossman jersey would like bring you away from the Bears. That's why it's just like I don't know. I mean, I didn't buy it. It was a gift. It was Christmas card. My mom got it for me. Um, but yeah, and I was like, oh my god, they're so good. I was in sixth grade. I was like, oh, they're gonna be so good. They've done nothing but break my heart since then. <laughs> so, I've watched the Eagles go to two Super Bowls since then. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, two and win one. Um, I did double the one happened against the Eagles. You know, it's it's just been yeah. So uh, that's why I'm a Bears fan, though. You didn't know. So sorry if I took up some time, and but that's that's the story of Jacobs. Um, all right, so let's get back to it. Who am I? Uh, NBA style. All right, this NBA player. Who am I? One team. For his career, Devin Vassell. <laughs> um, Joel Embiid. Incorrect. Let's see. This player was not drafted by the team that he played for his entire career. Luka Doncic. Trey Young. Incorrect. <laughs> that we... That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. That's yeah, funny yeah. how we did that. One-time NBA champion. Anthony Davis. Hmm. I'm going to copy you on that. Anthony Davis has played for more than one team, fellas. Incorrect. Oopsie. Uh, you just you did say one team at the start, didn't you? One yeah, team, but drafted by a different team. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, one-time NBA most valuable player. Ooh. Mark Aguirre. Who? Shut up. You, you know who Mark Aguirre is. Former number one overall pick, I believe, right? I do. When? 
I don't think he was number one, was he? I think he was the number one overall pick before. You guys don't look it up. You can't right now. I will look it up right I'm now. Not, I'm not going to look it up. I, I got you. Don't worry. Same. Um, I don't know. I need more clues. Mark McGuire. You are right, Steve. First overall pick by Dallas in 81. Yes, Correct. sir. Good shit. I thought he was a right. top three pick. I don't think he was number one. All right. Um, Declan, did you have a guess or no? Yeah, Mark McGuire. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um, part of the 50-40-90 club. Ooh. Ooh. For those of you who don't know, the 50-40-90 club, 50% field goal percentage, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line. Who was traded on draft night and is an MVP? This is a good one. Yeah, I like this one. This is a good one. Um, it's probably wrong because I think he won more than one MVP, Steph Curry. He definitely won more than one. I think he won back to back, I believe. Yeah, but he is a part of the 50 40 back to back unanimous. I know one of them are unanimous. 2015 when he was unanimous. Maybe Steve Nash was drafted on draft or traded on draft night. So I'm just going to go. more than one team, though. Oh, shit. Oh, well, Steve Nash. Yeah, you're both incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um, this player is a part of the 75th anniversary team. Oh, I got it. Fuck, I don't know. Shit. Ah, oh, shit. No, I don't. Damn it. He played for more than one team. You know what? Give me, um, no, he didn't even want to ring. Damn it. Who else was up? Dick. I have no clue who it is. My guess, I'm going to, I'm going to put my guess in. Kawhi Leonard. I know he was traded on draft night. He was drafted by the Pacers. Dick. Let's Rick? go. Dirk Nowitzki, yes, sir. Who was the team he was drafted by originally? The Milwaukee Bucks. What, see, I I had a feeling it was him. I just didn't know what team. Selected ninth overall in 1998 by the Milwaukee Bucks. Traded on draft night. Let me see if I have the for who. Um, oh, boy. Let me see. Declan, I felt like this was a trick question because you're always going to think of a guard to get a 50-40-90. That was like, Dirk had to have done it. So yeah. I just went with Dirk. Fun fact. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks selected Nowinski with the ninth pick in the draft, traded him to the Dallas Mavericks in a multi-team deal. Future star point guard Steve Nash came to Dallas in the same trade. Yep. Ooh. So two Hall of Famers on one team. Correct. Um two 50, 40, 90 clubbers, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um we will go back to the NFL on this one. Um uh this player Heisman Trophy winner in college. Trent Richardson. <laughs> Both incorrect. Player was a national champion in college. Deshaun Watson. He's the Heisman winner of uh, Masseuse. <laughs> With uh, Bobby Kraft. Yikes. Tua Tango Bottom 
Incorrect. Bobby Bobby Kraft's going to come up at some point in this podcast. Don't worry about that, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I have not forgotten about him. Um, one-time Pro Bowler. All right. Trevor Lawrence? Maybe. Wait, did, was he a fill-in? Does that count? Possibly. What it do, Trev? Is that your guess, Steve? Yeah. Incorrect. Uh, his player, two teams in his career. Who am I? Two teams? Two teams. One time. Mm-hmm. Heisman Daddy winner. Mm-hmm. Reggie Bush. There's no way you put now. Tim Tebow never won the Heisman, did he? There's no shot. Tim Tebow won. I'm just gonna say he actually did win the Heisman, but you are incorrect. He had a broken no. wrist when he lifted the trophy. Fun fact. Uh, NFL passing yards leader one time. Dude was legit for one year. <laughs> Literally. I'm actually going to give you another hint on this one. Yes. His Pro Bowl year and his passing yards leader were not in the same season. Oh. Wait, so he, didn't make, he didn't make Pro Bowl the year he had the most passing yards? Correct. That's a big hint. Matt Schaub. <laughs> I had a big gulp of C4 in there. Came out of my nose a little bit. Oh, that burns. Um, I just had a, a, a someone in my head, and I completely just lost it. By the way, shout out to our mascot, Deuce. He's been very, uh, very relevant this episode. Say hi to him. Day. Oh, my God. I love that little fuck. Um, played for two teams, you said? Correct. Correct. Give me Mike Vick. Ooh, played for more than two teams, though, incorrect. He did. Then he played for Pittsburgh. I think he played for four, I believe, because he played for the Jets, too. And the Steelers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number one overall pick. Oh, shit. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw out a uh, classic name, Jacobs. You're not ready for this one. What you got? Mark Bolger. Ooh. Give me Cam. Newton. I don't even know if he was a number. Both incorrect. Damn it. It's some stiff that had a crazy year one year. No, I got one more name after this that I don't know. All right. I'm trying to think of a good one. Um, I don't want to say the college. I think that'll give it away. Um, how about, I will say this. I know I said Heisman Trophy winner. I don't know if this will help you guys at all. It might not. Maybe it will. Youngest player to ever win the Heisman. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have one more name. Steve, you can go. But literally, I yeah, like I got one more name left in my head. 
I definitely have heard that before. Youngest player to ever win the Heisman. Oh. Won the Heisman and the Natty same season. It's youngest, a double hint for you. Youngest player ever. Quarterback. Number one overall pick. Oof. Oof. I got two in my head. Oh, I'm screwing myself. I need a guess, Steve. <sighs> Sam Bradford, but I know it's wrong. Wow. Holy shit. I didn't even think about that one. I'm thinking between two Matts, but I think Matt Ryan was the third pick. He's not a number one overall pick. Yeah, I'm going to go Matt Stafford then. We we're both incorrect. Holy <laughs> shit. What? This yeah. this 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 one's I, a I'm, I'm almost positive Matt Stafford's a one-time Pro Bowl. Jacobs. Oh, this 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 one is a thousand percent a gem. I'm gonna know the guy as soon as you say his name. Go know. Sure, it. You sure are. Um, has can this I? Player can I ask currently, he's, he's active. Oh shit! I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask. Was he around during when I was started getting into fantasy football? <laughs> he is an active NFL player. Oh my god! He's only played for one team, did you say? No, I said two. Two? Shit, that it can't be Andrew Luck. Oh, at this point, whoever guesses it first wins. Active uh, player, active player. Well, no, I mean I'll still let Steve guess first because we have one more after this. Cocksucker, is it Jamarcus Russell? No, he never led the league in passing. He was never a Pro Bowler. Dude, blue. He, he is the meme of NFL quarterbacks. What you got, Steve? Is it fucking Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston Ooh. for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 30 and 30. 30 for... Standing on a corner, Jameis Winston down in Nola. Swear to God. That's... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints. His freshman yeah, Matt Stafford was a, Matt Stafford was a one-time Pro Bowler. Okay. That's wild to think about. He's only been to the Pro Bowl once. That's yeah. wild. What, Jameis? No. I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, Jameis is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. What do you mean? Shout out Jameis Winston for my first ever fantasy title yeah, in the fuck leftovers. Off. Fuck off, Steve. Shout out. Fuck off, Steve. He'd either get... <laughs> Two points, or you'd get 50. There's no in-between. You are correct, sir. Never forget Ryan Tannehill versus James Winston in the championship game. And who was your running back that day? Because Dalvin like? Cook was hurt, it was Alexander Madison. <laughs> or Matt, Matt Asiata. Stop. <laughs> All right, it's time for On This Day in Sports. Fuck you, Steve. Uh, on this day, June 5th. 1902, the British Open men's golf tournament. Uh, Sandy Hurd wins by one stroke over James Braid and Harry Varden. Uh, on this day in 1925, we had the U.S. Open men's golf tournament. Uh, Willie McFarlane beats Bobby Jones by one stroke in a second 18-hole playoff for his only major title. On this day in 1926, Cleveland Indians turn a triple play against the New York Yankees and win 15 to 3. 
On this day in 1927, René Lacoste wins his second of three French Open men's tennis championships, beats Bill Tilden in five sets, 11 to 9 in the final set, by the way. Nice, uh, nice final set. Uh, on this day in uh, 1931, sorry, guys. Um, Tommy Armour outlasts Jose Urado of Argentina by one stroke to win his only British Open title and his third and finer major championship. On this day in 1948, June 5th, Philly's legendary outfielder Richie Ashburn sets the National League rookie consecutive hitting streak record at 23 games. On this day in 1974, jumping ahead a little bit, uh, Oakland A's superstar Reggie Jackson gets in a fight in the dugout with Bill North uh, in the city of Detroit. Uh, would not be Reggie Jackson's last clubhouse scuffle um, as he got into it with Billy Martin, famously, when I uh, went with the Yankees. On this day in 1977, the Portland Trailblazers win the 31st NBA championship, beating your tr- truly the Philadelphia 76ers four games to two. On this day in 1981, this is a crazy stat considering how much longer he played after this stat. Uh, Nolan Ryan, always a part of the podcast apparently, passes early win as the all-time Major League Baseball walks leader at 1777 and then still played another like 12 or 13 years. So I can't even imagine where the walk is now. Um, On this day in 1989, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays opened the Sky Dome for the first time. Beat the Brewers 5-3. to three. On this day in 2005, Rafael Nadal wins his first ever uh, French, uh, French Open, a men's title, in uh, four sets. And uh, we have some more crazy Rafa stats coming up right about now. Um, on this day in 2011, Rafa wins again. He beats uh, Roger Federer in four sets. Wins his sixth French title in seven years. His sixth in seven years. Uh, on this day in 2014, Houston Astros select with the first overall pick, Brady Aiken. Probably never heard of him because he never made it out of single-A baseball. Uh, on this day in uh, 2018, American boxer Floyd Money Mayweather Jr. named the 2017 top-earning sports person by Forbes, Know how much he made in 2017 alone? $285 million. Oh, good for him. Yeah, fucking loser. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you really feel, Jacobs? Um, on this day in 2022, so uh, just last year, Rafa Nadal beats Casper Ruud of Norway in the final of the French Open in straight sets, 6-3, 6-3, 6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-
the sprinter and was part of the uh, the infamous Black Power salute while accepting his medal. Uh, if you remember that way back when. Uh, big time uh, sports history moment. Happy birthday to Steve. Let's see if you remember this name. Former pitcher Russell Ortiz. I do not know that name. Oh uh, yeah, he was he was a brave for a little while. Um, I know you know this name, Declan. You do too. Happy birthday to Big Z's Idrunas Elgauskas. Yes, Idrunas Elgauskas. Le- LeBron's only people, like. LeBron. <laughs> no, he was like the only Gauss other good option a- on that team. Yeah, I know we said that. Yeah. <laughs> He Voldemort, went through all the- Voldemort was relevant. <laughs> he had the terrible receding hairline, and then he just went full bald. Big Z. Yeah, that's, that's what he cooked. Like, bald Zygenus <laughs> Ogowskis is a complete different breed. Plus, great basketball name. Somebody pull up his stats. I need to hear them after, uh, after we're you. done on the screen. Sports. <laughs> just hold, hold off until we're done, but I want to yep. hear them. Um, happy birthday to American NASCAR driver Jason White. Uh, also, Bill Bray, uh, American MLB player, happy birthday as well. And last but not least, out of the University of Hofstra, former New Orleans Saints wide receiver, happy birthday to Marcus Colston. Probably one of the greatest late-round draft picks of all time, in my opinion. Dude was a monster in fantasy. So, that was On This Day in Sports with yours truly, Mr. Ryan Jacobs. Declan, how are we looking on those uh, big Z stats? Um, 13 points. You know, you got 11, 11, 17, 15, 16, 12, 14. And he averaged a roughly eight, seven and a half, eight rebounds a game. Um, yeah, but for a man that size, he should have been getting like 20 boards a game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> how big was he? I think he was only like 7-1. He was like seven, seven two. Three. Oh, he was yeah, seven three. Holy shit! Yeah. Born on was, born on Halloween. Listen, I'm just I'm just like, I'm letting everybody in the pod know right now. If I'm seven three, I'm coming out the womb on the court. There's nothing I'm doing. I'm dropping out of high school. I'm going. I'm working on the court day and night. I'll go hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to be coached how to play ball. But oh, I will sorry. become. I'm sorry. His birthday wasn't on Halloween. His birthday is today. Duh. Um, his NBA. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, Steve. Yeah, I love sorry. You, but... His his NBA debut was on Halloween. Happy go. birthday, Zydrunas Ogalskis. Two time All Star, Zydrunas Ogalskis. Love to see it. Cool. All right, guys. Um, another episode down, and uh, getting closer and closer to NFL season. We're under a hundred days until kickoff. Woo! Dude, I can't wait to get back to the NFL podcasts, especially when they're going on with like playoff baseball. Oh, it's so fun. Those might be my favorite podcast to do, other than like the, you know, like the the draft and this and that. And but like those content wise, are all probably like my favorite to do. That you know aren't like special podcasts. We do the bets of the week, and although who knows the way I'm I'm riding with my baseball, maybe I just should never pick NFL again and just took a baseball. <laughs> Yeah, your so, your baseball's hot. I'm cooking, dude. All right, um, to shorts. I will let you start. Any final thoughts for the listeners? Another week, another great pod with the boys. You know, we're we're excited to watch the conclusion of NHL and and the NBA. Yeah, game two. Uh, I I believe already uh, 
started puck drop already. So Zanelli, final thoughts. Go birds. <laughs> uh, Jacob's final thoughts. Uh, once again, congratulations to the Smiths. Uh, great weekend. I smoked my first cigar, went fishing, didn't fish, just sat there and drank beer and smoked a cigar. It was great. Um, yeah. Steve, I need a, I need a rating on the best man speech. A complete coming from somebody who gave a best man speech as well. It was my second one, but honest rating. Let's hear it. I, I can take it. You, you kept the crowd like everybody kept paying attention to you. And I think that's the, one of the most important things. Is that no? You didn't lose anybody. That yeah. that 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 comes first. And you you had a good balance of like seriousness and funniness, in my yeah. opinion. I've only done one best man speech, so t- take this with a grain of salt. Um, I'll give you an eight because because I'll give you an eight because there was some funny moments and then there was some serious moments. I'm just a little upset that you were upset too that you didn't get to say the last part of your speech that you oh, just, let me did you, yeah. did you forget about it or like you just um i was a little drunk so that's yeah, part you of were. it i also i wasn't smacked to be fair but um i uh i also didn't want to read off my phone too much you know what i mean so i, I kept looking down to see where i was in the snap but uh i like to say the end of my speech so that way austin if you are listening um or whatever, but uh, here's to Austin and Desiree. That's how I feel as well. A couple that everyone should aspire to become. I love you both and can't thank you enough for becoming my first friends down here in North Carolina. Uh, so one last time, cheers to Austin and Desiree. My uh, my people, my truly my heart, my people. Uh, so that's my final thought. And uh, I guess let's go Knights, Golden Knights. And let's go Nugs. So, yeah. Sorry, Dev. I love you. Um, cool. All right, guys. Oh, I guess one final thought. Hope I might be moving this weekend. Still waiting to hear. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be fun. If so, the podcast we will have to figure it out next. Sleep over at Jacob's house this weekend. Well, if if I move, we'll see. We're still waiting to get a leasing agreement. So Maybe we'll next see. weekend. I need a little bit of time to get over there. But we, um, not to jinx it, we were accepted for a house to rent. So that's pretty exciting. So I'm gonna be moving out. I'm moving out. Right, <laughs> All right. Um, all right. We could talk. Include your notes. Um, guys, check, yeah, I love Billy Joel. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on social media, uh, North South Pod, everywhere you go. Tell your friends and your family all about the pod. Get some listens. See if there's anything you want us to talk about, any kind of maybe any top 10 lists you can think of that we could do any uh, summertime's coming up. So maybe any kind of uh, big sports moments in sports that uh, we could talk about, maybe discuss a little more in depth. We'd love to do that. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the North South podcast for the shorts and for Zanelli. This is Jacobs signing off. Peace out. Girl Scouts. Have good night. Deuces.
the short sense and Nelly get it bumpin' Best sports talk, baby, can't tell me nothing. Bigger with the best in the game on the mic Nothing but respect, but you know we gotta fight Hot takes, know we bring the heat like a blitzstow Strong will, keeping it a hundred like a pitch stove Bets on, better cash it One, two, three, light it up like a hat trick All the talk shows, north, south, y'all favorites You ain't gonna wanna skip like Bayless <laughs> Coming to you live in CPA The three boys with the smarts, no GPA So tune in, listen up, cause there's more to know It's north, south, turn it up and enjoy the show